and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 151, recording July 25th, 2021. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we'll be discussing uh, how cards have taken over all of our lives in one glorious weekend. Uh, we are going to talk about an awful story coming out of California via Activision. And a little EA goodness. Goodness, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but to do that. I have with me as always, Mr. Shannon. Just one more pack more. Yeah, dude. I um, the hooks, the the nostalgia and the hooks got in me deep this week, mm-hmm. a lot deeper than I thought. Um, and Justin, man, you just just came into my life like a hurricane, and I don't think I'll ever get. I'm I'm never gonna be the same. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> also joining us, Justin Pusha T Carter. I know. I'm here. I'm in California. It's 70 something degrees outside. Still wearing a tank top. Yep. Yep. But I got the full force of both of Zach's kids uh, this uh, past weekend. I did warn you before you showed And my body was ready. (laughs) You know, I got to, uh, you know, I got to see some sick dance moves. I got my ass handed to me at Gang Beasts. Yep. And I went to Gator Games six times in three days. They were very um, happy that you made the trip oh, yeah. to California. No, I yes. said it multiple times. Dude. They're going to look at their uh, their statement at, like, the end of the month and be like, dude, like, our we peaked, like, 200-plus percent, like, the end of this month, and we don't know why. Yeah, so it, it was it was bad. Just Justin showed up at my house and uh, with the magic in tow. And then we we started playing a little, and then uh, everyone had play mats except for me. And then I'm like, oh, I need to go and get a play mat. And uh, so we went the next day, got a play mat, and then uh, more cards also <laughs> while we were there. And then uh, Shannon shows up at my house uh, to play. And then it was like, oh, but we need card sleeves now and tubes for the play mats. So then they went back to go that and bought more cards. <laughs> and then Megan forgot her phone at the store. So they went back to get the phone and bought more cards. It was just, yeah. <laughs> and more sleeves and more. Like every time we went there, I walked out spending like at least $60, but most of the time <laughs> it was far more than $60. When the when the adults are the ones that are spending money, there's really nobody to uh, rein in your 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 uh, spending habits. And uh, we just all were kids in candy shops. It was basically whatever you wanted. This was the weekend to buy it because we were going to use it and have fun playing. Yeah, for whatever reason, the impulse control left the building. Like it was just <laughs> so. Uh, I was but 18 it, again, dude. It was awesome. Oh, yeah, me and Shannon were sitting there listening to music from, like, 1996, drinking energy drinks, playing Magic. Yeah, we went in Zach's garage, and he busted out, like, the Visions and, like, 6th edition, like, cards and stuff. And we were going through all of his, like, old decks. Yeah, the old, old stuff. Betas, revised, all that crap from when, you know, it was first dropping and I was doing this. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, we should probably tell people right now, if, like, you're looking for a video game-heavy podcast, this is probably not going to be the week for you. Uh, this will be a lot of magic talk. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that that new set is kind of nuts. Like, it's kind of crazy. We did a, uh, what's that format called with the, the sealed box? Draft? We, we did the pre-release. Yeah, the pre-release. We did the pre-release style for, for the uh, Forgotten Realms. Or not Forgotten Realms. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, D&D Forgotten, Forgotten Realms. Realms. D&D Forgotten Realms. 
And uh, that was a lot of fun, but also a bunch of people that haven't been playing Magic in a while. So it was a lot of looking at cards going, wait, what does that do? What? What is it? Huh? Can you? Justin! Justin, <laughs> explain this card! Judge! Like, yeah, so... so to, throughout throughout the evening, Justin was uh, known as Judge Justin because he was the uh, the Watsy judge present on the floor uh, to explain the rules to us. Well, and it was funny because you know we were teaching like simul doing that while simultaneously like all of this weekend and stuff we'd been teaching Zach's wife how to play Magic, and she like she won she's like oh dude like you know I I don't really have this down and it's like bro you've won like four games. like by yourself pretty much like i didn't pull any punches when we played and she beat me and then i come over the next morning and stuff for lunch and like her and zach are playing and she's beating zach down and i'm like man yeah well uh see that's how my wife rolls is she shows up at uh to this never having played but in being intrigued Gets those fires stoked over the course of that first evening playing cards and then kept me up until three in the morning that night. So because because when all of you guys came back the next day, she wanted to know what she was doing. She's like, they weren't going to catch me slipping twice. Like, <laughs> well, it was funny because like every night, I mean, me and Megan left at like midnight. We got back to the Airbnb at like a little bit like after midnight. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, it was. uh been quite quite a weekend but i'll be honest it's been awesome i've been loving it like it's been real fun just to like super low-key hang back you know just drink some energy drinks play some play some cards i haven't done this shit in years and it's been awesome yeah literally i I did not expect to sit down at your house and play cards for 10 hours but it was awesome (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, but we it, did. Tomorrow is amazing. really going to be a rough day at work. Yeah. 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 It's uh, shaping up to shaping up to be an all timer tomorrow, but <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, so, yeah. Uh, real good times. Our thoughts on the on that set, Shannon, what's your thoughts on the on the Dungeons and Dragons? I thought it was pretty cool. Um, the dungeon mechanics are pretty interesting. Um, you know, I didn't know how they were going to work out, but the only way to really understand it is to just kind of play it. And even then, it's not um, the the mechanics aren't don't detract from playing the game. If anything, it kind of makes the uh, makes the experience a little bit more fun. Like once you start to understand those new tweaks and mechanics. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it, it's. If you're familiar with magic, it's um, you you can pick up on it pretty fast. And having somebody like Justin around made it a lot easier to you know when you have questions um, to play the game right uh, instead of having to look it up. So you know it was good. It was good. I I, I enjoyed um, tangling beards with um, with Justin when he first showed up. Like the first <laughs> thing we did is we just like rubbed beards together. It was great. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome hanging out with Justin and, you know, I thought it was going to be like one of those where like, um, you podcast with somebody and they're way far away and you get like the jitters, you get like the nervous jitters when you meet somebody for the first time, you're like, Oh my God, what's going to happen. And then like, he just walked in the door and I was like, dude, there's my boy. <laughs> it was just like, you know, it was like, you know, uh, a well, uh, well, your favorite sweater, just putting it on. Yeah, you know, it was one of those things that I, I was like, you know, slight, that, not nervous, but, you know, like slightly, like you said, like with the jitters, you know, after you walk in, like rub beards and then just like grab your ass, you know, I knew everything was going to yeah. be fine. I mean, pretty much I just nestled in there because like, I mean, you do tower over me like I do go like right into your chest there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, OK, this is happening, I guess. You got to see the uh, the fabled Doki Doki Literature Club sweater. Yeah. And it was glorious. Yeah. I know Dude, it was he actually got, cool he got like, enough for me to wear it. <laughs> yeah, you got like four or five compliments on it too. Like uh, Gator Games people loved you for that sweater. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they were just complimenting him to keep the money coming yeah. in. They're like, oh, we, we hooked a whale, you guys. Keep keep throwing harpoons. Yeah, they're like, did this foxy motherfucker? You want another box? I'm yeah. like, oh come on, guys. As I hand them my debit card. <laughs> just remember, there's no sex in the champagne room, guys. Like, it's how they make their money. Don't get too excited. Um, speaking of sexual harassment, why don't we talk about this oh, no. uh, story? 
<laughs> I, you know, I, I went for it because there's no fun way to talk about this story because it's fucking gross, you guys. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Like, I can't believe it's real type gross. Um, so on Jan, uh, July 20th, there was a lawsuit filed in the state of California against uh, Blizzard Activision. Um in regards to its treatment over uh, employees, specifically female employees and uh, female employees of color. And uh, what was made available in the discovery of that lawsuit is atrocious. Like, holy shit, atrocious. Um, I don't feel the need to go into details with this. It's out there. You cannot find it yourself. Just know that... Uh, whatever you're thinking of it happened pretty much like when you're like oh did they do that yeah they did and worse oh what did they do yes they did and worse like it it it's it's one of those things where i don't understand how this went this long because there's a couple things in here where i'm like how was that not immediately lawsuited out in in the world of existence um or or thrown out there into you know into the sunlight for the world to see. Uh, I, I gotta say it, it makes me very, very uh, uh, hesitant to pick up any more Activision stuff for a while. Like I don't, it's kind of, it's so gross that it makes me go like, yeah, maybe I don't need Diablo four. Maybe, maybe I can skip on that one. Um, What, I mean, what were your guys' initial thoughts going into when were you like me when you read it? You're like, it couldn't have been that bad. And it just keeps going and it just keeps going. And it just keeps where you're like, holy, holy shit. Like, no, this is awful. Yeah, I was uh, thoroughly taken aback. I mean, I knew that there had been murmurings of, you know, a bad environment mm-hmm. over at Activision, but I never knew it was as bad as. As it was, I mean, it's that's uh, I mean, this has to go down in like history as like one of the worst instances of video game, like, I guess, culture or not culture, really. But like, I mean, after what we've heard with Ubisoft, the last what was happening at Ubisoft and now this, I kind of think you're right. Maybe this maybe this is or was video game culture for a lot of people, which is fucking bullshit. Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. Um, and it does put me off of wanting to buy any of their their games. But at the same time, like, you know, I've he- I hear the argument and this is what confuses me. Right. Because or not confuses me, but gives me pause is because there are people at those companies that are good workers that are legitimately trying to give you a quality product. And I feel that they're getting punished um, for the behavior of what seems like 50% of the company <laughs> at this point. Like, it, I mean, it's not a small thing, right? It was like a systemic thing throughout the whole company. Yeah. Um, but those, you know, individuals, I mean, I guess you're, I guess they got paid anyway. Right. So yeah. don't reward the company by buying their game. If you're not, if you, I mean, like you're basically supporting this culture. Um, mm. I don't know. It's it's just a, I I don't think I'm gonna buy anything from Activision. I think I'm I'm out on Diablo Four after this. It's just it's kind of a bummer because I really wanted to play that game. Um, yeah. but I mean I just I can't I can't support that kind of stuff. And I have a whole bunch of other games that'll keep me happy. So Torchlight Four, you better be you better be good. <laughs> now, now with more trains. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Justin, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, it was just like, it was crazy because, you know, it's like I woke up the one morning and I went on Twitter. And I mean, my Twitter's primarily video game stuff, like people in the industry. Like, I pretty much use it for, like, keeping track and tabs on, like, game development stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, crazy, like, just seeing, like, the first one and it's like, oh, no. And then as you just scroll down, it's just more and more people kind of, like, worked eight years at like blizzard and they're like talking about the shit that happened and then like how glad they are that they left and they've gone back to like visit friends and like people that were like their supervisors and stuff like we're still there and it caused them to have like panic attacks and stuff and it's just like fucking horrible and it's one of those things where 
like Blizzard not that long ago was in hot water for when they laid off like those like 300 people and then gave all their higher up people like those bonuses and shit at the end of the year when they did the mass layoff for like no reason. And then it's like now this shit and it's just like, dude, like, yeah, as like it's like a while back, there was the whole Me Too movement for like the film industry and stuff. And I feel like now with what's going with Blizzard, we're going to see a lot more of that starting to like resurface not only at Blizzard, but I'm sure like other companies like too, you know, it's, this um doesn't just happen there, you know, I'm sure it happens everywhere. And now people are starting to get to actually hear the stories and see like what's going on. So it's like a change needs to happen. Well, and the thing that was even worse was Activision Blizzard response of essentially saying like, guys, that was a bunch of old shit. We've changed. Don't even worry about it. Like, it's old. All of that was out of context. And my reply was like, so please enlighten me the correct context then for what I'm reading. Was that an official statement? I, they said that what thought, pieces of it were taken out of context and uh, essentially this is a bunch of old shit. And it's like, I don't care if it happened 50 fucking years ago. Like, you should be sued out of existence for what I'm reading. Like, this is like, there's no, there's no, like statute of limitations when it comes to like justice motherfuckers like you know yeah i never saw like an official statement from blizzard yet on it but i did see like one article or something where they were saying that like one of the ceo people was like yeah we let our female employees down and i'm like that's it like (laughs) is that really that's the understanding statement of the century well and you know the the one suicide that happened in the course of the lawsuit that they draw a direct tie to Blizzard's statement essentially said like it, it said something like the her unfortunate passing which had nothing to do with the actions in this case and it's like bro like just stop talking like yeah, yeah I understand like, you're trying to cover your ass you but like yeah but like, like arguing that like oh dude you know it's yeah it, it's it's real bad and and hey maybe uh, EA won't be the worst rated company in the nation anymore. So you got to have goals, I guess. Well, you know, know, yeah, I mean, great. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm sure like EA and other companies like right now are probably like sweating it, though. Like, like, fuck, dude, like they're just waiting like every day to like, like hit refresh on like the Google alerts or something for one of their employees to come forward. I mean, if people were smart and it's obvious Activision wasn't, uh, they would have there would have been a thorough house cleaning and, and settlements left and right as soon as the Ubisoft thing went down. Cause the Ubisoft shoe was that first moment in gaming that I can remember where it f- honestly felt like the culture had shifted. And I think it was enough young people were now in the business space where they're like, no, we won't do this shit. This is not okay. Are you fucking kidding me? And like, there were a few, like, the majority minority switch between like old fucks who like would get drunk and sexually harass people and like the younger generation who totally aren't okay with that shit, uh, finally switched. And, and I think, yeah, we're all better for it. in in regards, like, I mean, I I don't know how, I don't know how I would have felt knowing like most of the games I like playing were being made by fucking frat bros, you know, like, I mean, that's just the culture, though, those of those companies. But I mean, I think it also goes to show that there's like a huge disconnect between the people that are just making a shit ton of money at those companies and the people Mm -hmm. that are actually like on the ground, like doing like boots on the ground, like doing making decisions and making the games. Yeah. Um, You know, because like there were if the the higher ups had known that this stuff was happening or were aware of, you know, what was coming down the pipe, I think they might have been able to or they might have done something like that like you were saying yeah. um like have people sign like all these like disclosure agreements and settle out so like you don't have to face this backlash but um yeah i don't i don't think the people that were high up the food chain knew anything that was going on or or if they did there's just the arrogance of it you know mm-hmm. like you know f them yeah, people not. are still going to buy our games. Who gives a shit what happens yeah. at the company? We're still going to make our money. We're which still is like Call of Duty, horrible. man. You know? Like, yeah, it's awful. I don't know. 
I mean, basically, okay. I mean, yeah, that company was run like a Call of Duty like chat lobby, essentially. <laughs> it was just it's yeah. gross. Yeah, Smoke, Smokes Blunt 420 was uh, in charge of character development. <laughs> little X, Big X, Little X, Mad Dabs with a Z, Little yeah. X, Big X, Little X. Yeah, when Mad Dabs is, is running your HR department, you got it. <laughs> yeah, Poop Shoot 69 420 is running your, is the head of your HR department yeah, right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, and that's like what's crazy, too, is like some of the stuff I was reading where like someone said that they even went to HR and like HR basically like did nothing like they ended up like doing something to where they like got like a negative review because they weren't quote unquote meeting milestones and they brought the proof to show that, well, I was meeting milestones. So this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then HR's response was like, well, maybe you are underperforming. (laughs) <laughs> and it's like, dude, what the fuck? Like, and most of the people, like, most of the stuff I've read, like, a lot of the people say, like, they enjoyed, you know, working there and, like, loved, like, it was their dream job and that they, like, loved their coworkers and stuff. And it's really, like, all these people and supervisor, like, floor manager, like, yeah. positions and shit. Like, those are the people who, like, abused their power and took advantage of fucking people. And it's like, dude, if I was Blizzard, as soon as people started throwing around certain names, dude, I'd fucking look them up in the company database and start fucking handing pink slips to people. Well, because in reality is if you don't, you're labeling yourself as actionable, which is what has happened. You yeah. know, these people got transferred, got moved, got promoted, you know, and all these things. And, and it's like all you did was exacerbate the problem. You didn't fix it. So, dude, I mean, I don't like even that- know. Oh, go ahead, Justin. Oh, no, I was just going to say that shit like that happened. I was like, even when I fucking worked at Safeway, my manager physically hit an employee in the face. And the employee that she hit in the face was a 67-year-old woman that she punched in the face. And instead of getting fired, they just moved her to another store. And, like, she was on camera and multiple other employees, like, was like this is what happened the back of the footage and they still wouldn't even let her go like oh man safeway would be paying grandma's retirement right now let me tell you but um yeah i i don't it know, just man. it just sucks because you're gonna fire these people and they're not gonna learn anything because like this is the culture that they were brought up i guess or they 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 worked in for so long right and then when they go to work for another video game company or whatever like they're going to call the HR department and the people are going to be like, well, you know, would you hire this person again or not? Because that's basically the only question you can answer. Mm-hmm. You can ask another HR department and you know, what are they going to say? Well, I don't know. <laughs> like it, we're a big company. Like it, it, it'd probably be a no. And then they're going to be like, okay, well, you know, they're probably not going to do it because they're a big company and they wouldn't say why and they wouldn't give any reason. So we'll hire you. Yeah. And then that douchebag gets to work at another company, like doing the same thing, not really learning much of, like anything other than cover your tracks better or like, you know, don't, you know, get drunk at work and crawl, call, crawl around females cubes and like touch them inappropriately. So yeah, yeah, just, it's a shitty situation, dude. Those people need to have like criminal charges put up against them instead. So that'll change the behavior. That's, that's the part of it where I'm looking at it and I mean, I understand we're in a defund the police era now and it's a touchy subject, but 10 years ago, how did these motherfuckers not get the cops called on them? Like multiple times. Like there was like multiple assaults that took place where I don't like, but I'm the first, hey, I'm not a woman. I don't understand things that, you know, get perceived very differently when a woman reports certain actions versus a man. I understand that. I understand the stigma that comes along with involving authorities and police as a woman. Um, but still, goddamn, to Shannon's point, someone need to go to jail at some point in this process. Like, it, whew. it's been a while since I read something that made me that angry. You know, like, I just flabbergasted, could not understand what I was reading as reality. And then just furious that it was a thing at all. Like, that's that's it. More than anything. It's just completely disgusting. All the way around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's start pivot to some dead space. And uh, <laughs> the fun kind of disgusting all the way around. Um, yeah, there's no way to get 
away from that one. So sorry, but we're going to push off and move on to other things. Um, other things like EA Play Live, uh, which, you know, they they announced the uh, Battlefield 2042 portal mode, which is essentially sounds like an expanded forge mode um, from the Haloverse. And the but they but the real thing everyone was talking about was, yeah, there's a Dead Space remake, you guys. And it's it's a remake slash uh, remaster. So it sounds it sounds a lot like they're giving it the treatment that um, that uh, uh, Ratchet and Clank got on the PS4, where they essentially completely remade the game from the ground up for a modern system. Uh, also RE2 and RE3 remakes where it's it's the same game, but it's a different game. It's a brand new piece of it. And uh, hey, guys, I'm here for it. And and Shannon, can we let Justin take his victory lap for for calling Dead Space? Go ahead, Justin, get in there. Thank you. I was like, I was very excited that it the rumor turned out to be true that we're getting remade. I mean, I was kind of hoping that they would just kind of like do like at least the first two um but the fact that it's complete like from the ground up all come kind of, hopefully if it, the first one sells really well they'll consider doing two as well mm. and the fact like i watched the teaser trailer like it looks gorgeous like right out the gate and the fact that it's going to be solely for like ps5 and like the xbox series consoles and stuff i like that so then that way they can really push it so they don't have to like consider ps like is this thing gonna chug on ps4 and stuff they can just go all right it's gonna run on the new gen consoles that's all we have to worry about so it'll look super sexy which which my guess means that's a late 2022 slash 2023 game um but i don't care i'm gonna play it when it drops because i love dead space Shannon is looking tired and sleepy and not all that interested in Dead Space because he doesn't play horror games. Spooked. No, I'm happy for you guys. I I really am. I'm really happy that you guys get to play this game. Hey, thanks, Shannon. That means a lot. That means a lot. (laughs) And, you know, I'm hoping that this is maybe the like corner that we need for people to be, um, you know, to start dedicating uh teams to developing games for the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series uh X or S or whatever it is um solely like forget the older generations now like just time to move on like get your sales for the new consoles and make your games for the new consoles please Dante's Inferno remaster coming Heavenly Sword PS5 <laughs> remake now, see, if it was the, the other game from that studio, not Heavenly Sword, but the... I always forget it. It's the... Uh, fuck it, I'm blanking on the name. I forget. <laughs> um, it's like two Re- words. One of them's Enchanted or something. like. Resistance. <laughs> fuck, I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> Give me a minute. Bill time Great. while I do this. Yeah, so while Zach looks it up... Um, uh me and zach did so we only i only got to play one game with the uh when we did the pre-release and i played against zach's deck he built and it was a pretty close game um (laughs) it was zach there's this planeswalker that zach got where it has two pluses and its ability is that so once it gets like seven loyalty counters on it it becomes this like seven seven dragon that's flying and it's indestructible and whatever and i ended up using this polymorph card like when he swung in to turn one of my creatures and i could transform it into another creature and so i targeted his seven seven indestructible dragon so that made like the perfect blocker and then like two turns later i used a card to steal his dragon (laughs) so then i swung in (laughs) with tube of them at him with like a field full of stuff it's literally if he didn't have that card i I won because i i was coming across to do enough damage to win and he's like yeah but i got my blocker now and now i got yours fuck off and it's like ah (laughs) and the name of the game was enslaved odyssey to the west 
Wow, you could have not been further away. <laughs> I knew it was almost an I said, said enchanted. Yeah, he said enchanted. He was close, Shannon. It's like half a point. Two words, enslaved Odyssey to the list. I mean, how many words is that, Justin? Four, right? Well, I mean, I'm so... sure people just call it enslaved Odyssey. Maybe. <laughs> you should you should play it, Shannon. You'd like it. It's Maybe. like Heavenly Sword, but good. Well, um, okay. <laughs> I'm so I, other... Heavenly Sword was not a bad game, guys wasn't good either um <laughs> other than uh a bunch of magic have, have you played anything this week shin no but i downloaded um christ tales uh for the uh, that was on the xbox uh game pass oh that's right it's on game pass right yeah. yeah and it's getting really good reviews um so i downloaded that and i plan on playing that but um other than that um all i've gone to play is some more monster hunter stories and some more riddled corpse Gotcha. Uh, I started some a run in uh, uh, Subnautica Below Zero today, and that uh, that's more Subnautica. But it's interesting where in the first game they dole out the upgrades and the stuff for your base and stuff really slowly. In this, you are landing in an area where I forget the name of the company was before. So there's like five different bases around the map. And they're full of shit that you can scan and, and have and sort of thing. So like I, I stumbled across the first one, uh, probably out of sequence, but I went, I stumbled across it on the map and like worked my way in there. And all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I've got this and I've got this and I've got this and I've got this. And I, uh, and I let, I, you know, I'm an hour into the game and I've got a huge inventory of stuff for how to build bases. So I, my guess is they probably got a lot of feedback that, building bases in the game was actually one of the funnest things that people enjoyed doing. So they're just giving you that ability right up front. So like I already have a functional base that has cool stuff in it, but like I haven't done two things as far as story beats yet, you know? So now my question regarding that, uh, Subnautica game is mm -hmm. in the first one, it seemed like it was pretty, arduous to get the materials back to your pod um to craft sure. or build whatever you needed to did they mm -hmm. do anything to make it easier in this one to like send it back to your base and just not have it there? as of yet you still have to physically bring things back and forth um mm -hmm. you have the same size uh inventory slot system but the thing they have made nicer is your storage locker in your unit can hold more and mm -hmm. transferring things is easier between yeah. back and forth. So that part is better. Um, you still, if you're like me, you end up with like eight floating lockers outside of your base with like, oh, here's the one with gold. Here's the one with titanium. Here's the one with silver, you know, just as you need things to build stuff. Um, I have not come across any terrifying ass creatures yet. I've gotten sniped a few times here and there, but not... <laughs> But not a uh, no no Reaper Leviathan like shit yet. I'm I'm been told by my seven year old that it is most definitely in there. So we shall see. Um, but yeah, I I recommend it. Runs great. It runs really good. It looks it looks amazing running on the Series X. So I can so imagine on PC it looks better. Graphically, is it an improvement from the original Subnautica? It is. Um, every. It's a very similar art style, just everything looks a lot smoother. And and the frame rate is very steady. Where in the first Subnautica, you know how you'd like, oh, I'm cruising along, and look, the huge coral formation suddenly popped in, and my frame rate dropped by, like, 20 all of a sudden while it loads. And, and like, that part doesn't seem to happen so mm -hmm. far. And the, you know, the thing where you're swimming and the sunlight's behind you and you see your shadow underneath you? Mm -hmm. That's way more dynamic in this one. Like it, it, that will populate way further away. Like I, I like I was going through one cave system and uh, the sunlight hit behind me and my shadow dropped on the ground, like 80 feet below me. It looked like oh, a wow. little tiny spotlight. And I was just like, I kept going back and forth through it just to see it. Cause it looked so damn cool that like it actually could do it, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, it's, it, it's a lot, a lot more neat visual tricks like that versus the first one. 
but nice. uh, very, but as as far as just the overall look of it, it's very much obviously a Subnautica game. Like it's they didn't they did not change the formula wholeheartedly or anything. There's no it's not Mario to Mario two, you know, or mm-hmm. anything like that. But but it's pretty solid. Did uh, Justin get to take a look at it too? I don't believe so. Justin got to play some Gang Beasts though. Yes, I did get uh, Zach's son was like, you, me, gang beast, bro. And I'm like, all right. So <laughs> we played, and then as I'm, like, sitting there trying to play, like, you know, I got Evelyn over here trying to tell me all the controls. She's like, no, you need to grab him. She's like, no, don't listen to him. He's lying to you. You're going to die if you go down there. You just got <laughs> throw him off. And so I was just a lot of grabbing. I've played gang beast before. I think at, like, Indiecade or GDC, like, one of the gaming conventions I went to, I played a very early version of it. Um but control-wise and stuff, it's pretty much the same. It's just the levels look a lot like... I think when I played it, the le- it was just made out like the levels were blocks, basically. Like, it was all just, like, there was nothing was textured. Like, it was very early on, but... So, it looked a little bit... There's, like, more of a variety this time around, but... No, I, I got some good... I tossed him off the level a couple times, but uh, he was definitely uh, the victor... <laughs> but it was a lot of fun he was getting real worked up and every time like he would win he'd run into the kitchen or whatever and yeah. be like, like you got and then run back in and he's like no just he's like he's like all right let's not grab each other and i'm like okay and then as soon as it counts down i immediately grab him. he's like what do you do i'm like dude you're a little fucking liar like why would i like <laughs> wait for you to like pull some shit on me like if you're telling me to not do anything then I'm going to do something. Because... Guess what I'm 100% going to yeah. do, yes. Yeah, because you're going to, like, pull some shady shit on me, and then all of a sudden you're going to win, so. I liked when he was dunking on his choice of uh, dude. <laughs> mm. I forget what you called him. Yeah, so he was wearing, he said it was a dragon, but it was like this, almost like a Pegasus outfit or something, because it was like a unicorn horn It had wings or whatever, and I was a... Uh, I think it was a chicken, and I was like a chicken. He was dunking on me for being like a chicken or whatever, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm a dragon. And I'm like, bro, you're like a glorified horse. Like, what are you talking about? Glorified. <laughs> uh, it was a glorified horse with wings. Yeah, yeah. glorified horse with wings. <laughs> which which my daughter found hilarious. And I'm, I'm expecting to hear that long after Justin goes home, so... <laughs> Yeah, nice. I guess that's all we've been playing. There's no spoiler talk this week since we haven't uh, been gifted any new Marvel stuff or uh, actually have not even seen anything in the last week outside of that. It's been a lot of cards, a lot of cards. Um, any movies you want to throw out there, Shannon, or anything? Um, I mean, no. I can't think of anything that I watched this week that um, – needs to be talked about and that's relevant uh it's too ashamed of it he's like i don't want to that i even watch well i mean i I could talk about gunpowder milkshake um which is something i watched last week um but it's um it's a pretty good action flick that's on netflix right now um if you want to watch it it's got uh karen jillian in it who is uh you know in the mcu as a nebula i think her her name is um Mm -hmm. and then um it's got uh What's her name from Game of Thrones? Uh, she was the um, the Lannister, House Lannister, like big uh, bad the lady. Mom, the queen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then so she's in it, and then um, Vivica A. Fox is in it, and a um, couple other like big name actors um, are, are in it. Paul G- Paul Giamatti, he's in it too. Hmm. Um, it's basically a um, like the mom is a is a hit hitman and she kills um like a Russian mobster that she wasn't supposed to kill. She bounces and uh Karen Gillian's character is like the daughter and she basically uh follows in her mom's footsteps of being a contract killer. Um she's supposed to kill this dude who stole a whole bunch of money. Um the guy is actually stealing the money to get his daughter back because uh some bad people have um, you know, caught her, kidnapped her and are holding her for ransom. And uh, she ends up like, you know, shooting the guy, spoiler, and then um, she uh, goes to save the girl and screws up her whole life. And so it's basically her fighting her way out of that. It's kind of like a John Wick-esque. Um, I was going to say, it sounds very John Wick-ish. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. John Wick got... meets like Atomic Blonde or something like that. Yeah, it's got some over the top moments in it for sure. And um, I think pretty much everybody in that movie had something in their contract saying that they couldn't die, um, you know, in like the movies <laughs> that they're in. Because like there are some situations where you're like, yeah, these people are going to get marauded and like they come out with maybe missing an eyeball. Um, but, you know, you're just like, I I saw three dudes had guns on you that could have shot you at any moment and like basically didn't for some reason well what you didn't know is they were in the black widow program that allows them to you know take certain damage but never actually get damaged so yes yeah it was uh yeah i didn't know they were bulletproof um but yeah there's um there's that it's good i would give it like a 70 percent all right and i'm super stoked for the he-man uh series that's out now um, oh yeah, that maybe. dropped, and then uh, well, Snake Eyes dropped this weekend too. Don't even no. I'm, uh, <laughs> I kind of want to see Snake Eyes. I can't Eyes, believe bro. they're still making those GI Joe movies. Uh, so that was when we went and saw Black Widow. There was a trailer in front of it that I had no idea what the hell it was. It I thought it was uh, Shang Chi at first, but nope, it it was Snake Eyes, and. I realized about halfway through that trailer, I'm like, I'm kind of into this. This looks kind of <laughs> bad. Like, I don't know. Like, I can't, I, but I don't really care about G.I. Joe at all. It just kind of looks like a rad action movie. Smart to get it out in front of the MCU movie. That looks very similar, though. Yeah, I definitely think it's going to be one of those, like, origin stories of Snake Eyes, which I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody really cares about that. Um, and it's, the, I mean, Snake Eyes is played by two actors. Dude, um, there, so. there are there are tens of thousands of forty-year-old white dudes that really give a shit about Snake Eyes. Like, forty. <laughs> I mean, granted, he's probably Snake. the coolest GI Joe character. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't. Are, I don't really care too much. Are you a man-child that was born between 1977 and 1989? You probably give a shit about Snake Dude, Eyes. Dude, I remember Just... the Cobra Commander, like, the guy who came after Cobra Commander, the dude with, like, the, that wore the snake head and had Serpentor? the snake. Serpentor? Yeah, Serpentor, yeah. and, like, he threw the snake at, like, the commander for the G.I. Joes and got him in the chest. Like, I remember that movie very vividly. Like, I remember, so the best like, part that about dude that. When's the last time you saw that movie? Uh, probably when I saw it when I was yeah. like young so and scary. I, I watched it when when I was working QA at Sony and we were in the DVD department. We watched it uh, to test the DVD player, whatever. Um, <laughs> and the uh, so watching it as an adult is an entirely new experience. I, we almost should do it one time just because it is so fucking dumb and over the top. <laughs> so he he turns a cobra or an asp or whatever the fuck it is into like a spear, right? Mm-hmm. Hucks it at, uh, at dude, I forget, Falcon, maybe Fal- Falcon Duke. Sure. Probably Duke. Probably Duke. Duke. Let's, let's say Duke and <laughs> hits him in the chest, right? Guy drops instantly. And you're like, Oh, that motherfucker's dead. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, and then, um, now this is where the, the fun happens. Because the wound, the snake goes away. I don't know if it slithers away or just disappears. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think somebody yeah, the, somebody rips it out of his chest, I think, is what happens. Like, yeah, they, like, so, throw it away. So the snake goes away. The wound proceeds to change locations every time they show <laughs> the body again. Like, and then the best part, the guy looks at him and just goes, he's in a coma. After, like, 20 seconds. Like, anyone want to use CPR? Anyone want to, like, try some medical attention? Um, does this guy have poison in his butt? Who the fuck knows? Just, oh, he's in a coma. All right, yo, Joe, let's move on. And it's like, no, he's dead. Like, he's dead. I saw him take a snake face to the heart, man. Like, that, you don't walk away from that. There's no coma. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, and that's just and that's just one example of like the pure fuckery that is gi joe the movie it it's i recommend watching it as an adult for the pure comedic value of it it is it is amazing so i mean so if you're ranking the gi joe movies and you have the gi joe like cartoon movie and then you have the two gi joe movies that came out like 10 years ago like what is your order 
I well, GI Joe the cartoon movie first because it's actually entertaining, <laughs> and then and then the Bruce Willis one because I was entertained because I couldn't believe it got made, like the entire time I'm like how how, and then the the first one is just awful. Like it's just it's not even entertaining in the like it's so bad it's good way. So that would be my ranking. I've now made myself sad realizing that I've seen all of them, but you know, here we are. Well, I mean, you do. Justin, you're, have you seen any of these? So I've never seen the animated movie. I think I've seen bits and pieces of the first movie, but I don't think I've ever seen it beginning to end. And I've never seen the second one. Well, the shaky cam you were watching didn't start recording until 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, if it so. didn't have Korean subtitles, <laughs> I wasn't going to watch. But then um, it's funny, though, that you mentioned the Snake Eyes thing, because I did see a, a sponsored ad for it or whatever on Twitter. And I was like, what the hell is Snake Eyes? And I watched maybe like six seconds of it. And it clicked me. I was like, because it was like, oh, the, the movie you've been waiting for. So I yeah. realized it was like a sequel to something. I was like what is this a sequel to? And then I realized it's G.I. Joe. I was like, oh, and then I kept scrolling. <laughs> I don't care. Like, oh, on to the next one. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to see it, though. I don't want to see it. No. Did, anyone, anyone have any interest in the, uh, the Jungle Boat movie? Oh, Jungle, Jungle Cruise? Jungle Cruise, yeah. It was it's, funny. It's the it was, Rock uh, and... Megan didn't even yeah, it's the rock the, and uh, Emily Blunt, right? Yeah, the girl that's not Rachel Wise, but Emily mm-hmm. Blunt. Yeah. I mean, it looks. It's one of those where it's like to me, it look. It obviously looks bad, but I know I'm gonna end up watching it. Yeah. Because like Megan didn't even know it was a movie, and she saw the trailer for it or whatever, like this morning, and she was like, "Oh, she was like, what? What is junk? Oh, this comes out like, she's like, oh, we're gonna have to watch this." And I was like, oh. I mean. <laughs> So all I remember is it's a ride at Disneyland where like a hippo comes out of the water and somebody's like, yep. you know, your boat tour guy like tries to shoot it with a pistol. Like, that's all I ever really remember about the ride. Like, is it basically just the ride, but like just nah, CGI uh, to the max with the rock? It's it's the equivalent of the ride the way the Pirates of the Caribbean movie was an equivalent of the ride. Like they share a name. There's a boat. I think that's kind of where it's going to end, you know, like, um, but, uh, I don't know. Like you show me something that's essentially the mummy meets Raiders of the lost Ark meets pirates of the Caribbean. And I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) All right. I can do that. You know, I guess. Well, what's funny is I'm wondering if it's successful, like if they're going to make any additions to the actual ride, like what they yeah. did with Pirates of the Caribbean, like they added Johnny Depp like in four places in that ride now because of how successful and those movies And were. there was a while where there was like Davy Jones all through it too. Like Yeah, so I'm like wondering if like on Jungle Cruise, like all of a sudden you're going to see like Dwayne the Rock John like wrestling an alligator like in yeah. the background somewhere. It's a lot of uh, plaster and wax to make uh, one of those rock uh lookalikes well, in there especially because he keeps flexing the casts off you know <laughs> and it's like bro we needed that like we we're making a model and he's it's like, like every time he wears one of those button-up shirts like every single shirt button on it is like holding on yeah. for dear life like it's just gonna take somebody's eye out at a moment just screaming screaming yeah i was like the button doesn't actually unbutton they just sewed the shirt around him <laughs> <laughs> oh man I mean, uh, I mean, into this. <laughs> is it is it um, coming to Disney Plus or is it in theaters only? I think it's both. I'm pretty sure it's both. So. Is it for another like 30 bucks? You got to buy it for yeah, Disney. Of Plus? course. Of course. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I got I got Ted Lasso season two to watch. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I, my I understanding that. is that's a very good show. Yeah, and since you got, like, my password for, like, Paramount Plus, you might as well just use it for Apple TV and watch Ted Lasso. Now, I have Apple TV. I have Apple TV, but I don't have Paramount Plus. So, mm. thank you very much for sharing your Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Do what I can. I will, I, will get to, I will get to evil at some point, but when that, oh. that point is usually when my kids go to sleep, and that point doesn't come around too often. When I also now want to stay up for over an hour. So, you know, we'll yeah. see. And, like, yeah, your kids don't go to bed. Like, it's the weirdest thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, the, the pandemic wasn't good for us in that regard. <laughs> we, we used to have bedtimes around here. That ha- that was a thing. The future is now, old man. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then my my children didn't leave the house to go to school for over a year. So it uh, things things done changed when no one had to be up and out of the house at 7 a.m. anymore. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, instead of going to school, your kids waking up at seven and seven saying like, "Oh, I forgot to do my homework." They're going, "Oh God, what's my turnip prices at?" Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's actually what I'll find my son doing most mornings. Is he still gets up about seven in the morning, but he'll just like be sitting there playing Man Eater or Subnautica or something when I walk out in the morning, and I'm like, "How long have you been sitting here, bro?" Like, geez. It's like. On his third bowl of cocoa puffs, yeah. just like <laughs> 74 leagues under the sea. See, I keep the cereal put away, or else he would. He, he would totally be that kid that's just like, I just grabbed the big mixing bowl and poured the yeah. whole box in. I figured, why? Why go back, you know? But then the mixing bowl was dirty, so he grabbed the colander instead. <laughs> so oh. there's just like milk everywhere. Uh. <laughs> soggy cereal chilling in the colander. And meanwhile, he's just... Happy as a pig and shit. Playing some <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why didn't you clean it up? Oh, I don't know. What what mess? Is, is, uh, Murphy's gonna get it. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Dogs out here just lapping up cocoa. Yeah, he's, like, he's got those uh <laughs> those lactate farts. <laughs> and then I uh, and then I look at my wife and I'm like, well, I gotta be out of here. Gotta go to work. Catch you tomorrow. Love you. Um, yeah. Uh, good times. Yeah, kids. All right. So, um, anyway, I guess that is a show. It's a, I, like we said up front, it's going to be a short one. We've all been enjoying each other's company and playing some magic and whatnot. But uh, next week, we'll be back to the normal. Um, we'll see what there is between now and then. But in the meantime, Justin, from California, why don't you go ahead and take us home? Uh, <laughs> get away from my microphone. <laughs> You know what, guys? <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another great episode of That Takes a Life podcast. And there's no spoiler discussion going on right now in the chat. So if you're watching something that you want to spoil, why don't you go jump in there? Let us let us know what you've been watching. You can also, if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a review. Let us know what you think, what you like, how we're doing. And, uh... Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, you guys all suck for getting together without me. Also, it would be great. Magic is the devil. It's <laughs> like sons and six. <laughs> Magic is the devil, Bobby Boucher. <laughs>